Blog Talk Radio. Scriptures because I want um, everybody to get understanding of what I'm what I'm saying by 
the sense of the law in Christ because that's a I know that could be a, a little funny topic when people read it they might be saying what do you mean the sense of the law mm-hmm. so um what is sense dealing with let's uh let's start off with uh in the book of the apocrypha Ecclesiasticus the seventeenth chapter. We're probably going to read a, a few chapters in the Apocrypha in this class. A few verses. Uh, yeah, a few verses in the Apocrypha. So. All right, so this is uh, Ecclesiasticus in the Apocrypha, chapter 17. Start at verse 1, you said? Yeah, start at verse 1. All right. The Lord created man of the earth and turned him into it again. He gave them few days and a short time and power also over the things therein. He endued, he, he endued them with strength by themselves and made them according to his image <clears throat> and put the fear of, of man upon all flesh and gave him dominion over beasts and fowls. They received the use of the five operations of the Lord. All right. The five operations basically is uh, what they call your senses. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read a quick definition of senses so everybody, you know, have a clear a picture of what we're trying to say here. One of the faculties, sight, hearing, smell, taste, or touch, which the humans and animals perceive the environment. Um, feeling based on one of the senses, uh, especially ability for perception or um, appreh- um, apprehension. Uh, you know, so uh, to perceive by the sense. So, you know, we have senses so we can tell, you know, we can see what's going on in the environment. We can, you know, basically for us to uh, know what's going on around us, mm-hmm. you know. But we have more than just the five senses as we read on. Read five again for me. They received the use of five operations of the Lord. And in the sixth place, he imparted them understanding. So now I was talking about a sixth sense. He gave them understanding. Mm-hmm. That's not see, hear, taste, touch, or feel, but it's something that we have. We have the ability to understand. All right, we don't. And in the seventh speech, and interpret, and excuse me, and interpreter of the cognitations thereof. Yeah, cognitations basically uh, what you your thoughts. Mm-hmm. So when you you know when you meditating on things, you're able to speak. You have speech to speak on the things you meditated on. You know. All right, we don't. Counsel and a tongue and eyes ears. And a heart gave he them to understand. So we also have the ability to counsel. Um, it's funny that the scripture is showing us that the Most High gave us all these things, the ability to think, mm-hmm. to sit down and counsel and meditate on things and speak. But when it comes to the Bible, a lot of people don't use all those abilities. It seems like they just want somebody to tell them. They don't use the ability to think, the ability to counsel, you know, Um you can have somebody because we had a, a, a individual in the chat room one time who who uh, said he was going to uh, approach a member of his family to, to you know to learn about the scriptures. But why not approach one person and approach several people? If you see somebody, uh, if you watch the show and you see us uh, giving out a good understanding of the Bible and you enjoyed what you heard on the show, why not call up call up the uh, the one eight hundred number? And speak to brothers. Ask them questions. If you have a pastor, go back, ask your pastor a question, and ask brothers, verify that with other brothers, you know, to see if what you're learning is correct. Because this this is very a very important issue. It depends on life and death. It depends on whether you're going to enter into uh, eternal life or eternal damnation. Mm-hmm. 
So why not take the time to examine the things and counsel with it? You know, use the, the, the abilities that God gave. He's showing you what he gave man from the creation. We have to use these, these abilities and, and sit down and read. Take the time to read it. Mm-hmm. Meditate on it. Talk to other people about it. Call up the <clears throat> call up the one eight hundred number. Ask brothers that you know that know the scriptures. Ask them questions. Mm-hmm. Ask them to show you in the scriptures. You know, if your pastor tell you, tell him to show you in the scriptures. Is there anywhere else to say? Give me a couple places in the scriptures. You know, these are the abilities God gave us. This ability to do these things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, go ahead, read on. Verse seven. Withal, he filled them with the knowledge of understanding and showed them good and evil. So the Most High from the <clears throat> beginning showed us good and evil. What is good and evil dealing with? Let's go to a quick, um, a couple quick scriptures. Go to um, Deuteronomy thirtieth uh, chapter. So with all that, he gave us understanding, and he showed us good and evil. So we want to look at what is good and evil dealing with, and what was the purpose of him giving us good and evil. <clears throat> To see if, if if it makes sense for us to have these laws and for us to deal with it, being that they so old. Um, thirty, Deuteronomy thirty, read verse fifteen for me. Deuteronomy chapter thirty, verse fifteen. See, I have set before thee this this day life in good and death in evil. So this is Moses after he gave the children of Israel the commandments which he received from God, which you're gonna read about that also. He told them, look, I have set before thee this day life and good, because if you do the good, you can enter into life, long life, a long good life, and eventually into eternal life. But if you do the bad, then you're dealing with the evil, and which is going to bring death. Mm-hmm. That's why it says death and evil, because that's the, that's the final result of doing the bad. From the beginning, the Most High wanted us, gave us that understanding, even going back to Adam. That understanding was brought forth that the laws was for good and being a disobedient to the commandments is evil. And why is that? Let's go to another uh, scripture in the Apocrypha real quick. Um, Second Ezra um, chapter 3. I want you to hold Deuteronomy. Well, we're going to go to Exodus after that, but, but I want you to be in that uh, vicinity. Second Ezra uh Third chapter, read verse nineteen. We're gonna, we're gonna read. Uh, I think Second, you, yeah, just start at nineteen. Second Ezra, in the Apocrypha, chapter three, verse nineteen, and it reads, "And thy glory went through four gates of fire and of earthquake and of wind and of cold, that thou mightest give the law unto the seed of Jacob, and diligence unto the generation of Israel." So, so it says, and thy glory went through four gates of fire and of earthquake and of wind and of cold, that thou madest give the law unto the seed of Jacob and diligently unto the generation of Israel. I want to read that. We're going to continue in that, but I want to read that real quick to, to show everybody something about the Lord giving us the law. Go to Exodus 31. So we're dropping it? No, we're going to go back. I want to finish reading that because I want to get the point about our hearts. Exodus 31 and 18. We're going to read a few scriptures about us getting the law. Exodus chapter 31, verse 18. And he gave it to Moses when he had made an end of communing with him upon Mount Sinai. Two tables of testimony, tables of stone, 
written with the finger of God. So these tables was written with the finger of God. So these these laws actually came from God. God wrote them. Exactly. So when we look at the commandments, we got to get understanding that these words came from God. Like, uh, I don't know if I told this story before, but I was talking to one of my uh, cousins concerning the celebration of Christmas. I was telling her that she shouldn't do that, that it was idolatry. Mm -hmm. And the statement she basically said to me was that, well, if God don't want me to do it, He'll come down here and tell me not to do it. <laughs> well, how is God going to come all the way down here to tell you not to do it? He already gave his laws. Yeah. He wrote it, mm -hmm. and he gave it to us. We have it here. Mm -hmm. It's idolatry. He doesn't want you committing idolatries. Why should he have to come down personally and make a personal trip down here to talk to you? Who who are you? And that's that's the attitude that some people have. I want to read a couple more, please. Let's go to uh, 32. 32 and verse 15. 15 and 16. Exodus chapter 32, verse 15. And Moses turned and went down from the mount, and two tables of testimony were in his hand. The tables were written on both their sides. On the one side and on the other were they written. And the tables were the work of God, and the writing was the writing of God graven upon the tables. So the writing was the writing of God. Mm -hmm. So God personally wrote these things out and gave it to us, gave it to Moses to give to us. And one more place, because those, uh, remember those two tables of stone got broken when he saw the people committing idolatry, going back into sun god worship. He dropped it and it broke. So let's read it 34 and 1, because he gave him two more tables, which he also wrote again. Mm-hmm. So this is Exodus chapter 34, verse 1. And the Lord said unto Moses, Hew thee two tables of stone like unto the first, and I will write upon these tables the words that were in the first tables which thou um, breakest. So he said he was going to write on the second. So he wrote on the second again. Mm -hmm. So that's where we got the commandments from. The commandments that we see came directly from God and was given to Moses. All right, so we're going to see later on, we're going to see if they were destroyed, but let's get some understanding about the commandments and us being created back in Ex back where we were in 2nd Ezra, the third chapter. I want to pick up and uh, read 19, and 20, 19 down to 22. 2nd Ezra in the Apocrypha, chapter 3, verse 19. And thy glory went through four gates, of fire, of earthquake, of wind, of cold that thou mightest give the law to the seed of Jacob and diligence unto the generations of Israel. And yet tookest thou not away from them a wicked heart, that thy law might bring forth fruit in them. So our heart or our minds is wicked. Our minds is corrupt. So he gave us a law, but yet he didn't take away the wicked heart that we have as men and women. And we're going to explain that more even as we we uh, touch up on the scriptures that we read last week, after that, after this scripture, we're going to do that. But so everybody can see as we read in the New Testament that, yes, the New Testament is showing us that we as as human beings on the earth have a wicked heart. We have a wicked mind. All right. Read on that. Verse 21. For the first Adam bearing a wicked heart transgressed and was overcome. And so be all they that are born of him. Thus, infirmity was made permanent. Your infirmity was made permanent, meaning we being weak mm -hmm. and and end up dying. That's that's a permanent thing until the second coming of Christ. You know? And the law also in the heart of people with the malignity of the root. Yeah, the wickedness of the root. Our heart. Our heart. Our minds is is, is wicked. 
You know? So that the good departed away and the evil abode still. So we put the laws to the side and we continue to walk according to our hearts, which is wicked, which is evil. So mm -hmm. what happened? We end up falling mm -hmm. and going into captivity and having all type of things befall us as a nation, as a people, because we would not do the good. We choose to follow our hearts. All right. Now let's touch up on the two scriptures that um, on a couple of scriptures from last week. If anybody missed the show, let's go to um, Matthew's 15 chapter. Just gonna hit a couple of them from last week. That uh, where Christ was uh, dealing with us, showing us that we have a wicked heart. Start at verse 19 or start at 18. Uh, Matthew's at, yeah, read 19 and 19 and 20. 19 and 20. Yeah, verse 19 and verse 20. All right, Matthew's chapter 15, verse 19. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornication, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man, but to eat with unwashed hands defile not a man. So now let's go to Galatians, the fifth chapter. Mm -hmm. And we're going to jump at verse 19. So Christ is telling us out of our hearts, I mean, out of our minds, perceive evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, blasphemies. These are all the thoughts that are in people. In the, in the average human being, they have adultery. They want to lay with women that they don't want to be married to. Women want to lay with men that they don't want to be married to. And people want to put the laws away so they can continue to do these things. Mm -hmm. You have people that are into all kinds of fornication and un unlawful sex. Because one of the, the, one of the uh, gentlemen I heard making a statement on the radio that the laws is over 2,000 years old and wanted to bring out a modern-day Bible, he was a pastor and he was also a homosexual. Wow. So his uh, his idea of, of, of rectifying the problem of the law being so old to him was coming out with a new Bible and doing away with things which he felt was not right. Going away with the yeah. Bible. Is God coming down again? Are you going to go to the mountain and get God to write this law for you again so you can do you can be, be a homosexual and be saved? Mm -hmm. No. The most high didn't come and gave gave a, another set of laws. So let's read that. Um, um uh Galatians five nineteen. Oh, Galatians five nineteen. Yeah. Galatians chapter five verse nineteen. Now the works of the flesh are manifest. Now when it's talking about the works of the flesh, the heart and the flesh go hand in hand. Because the 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 heart is part of your flesh. The heart is what's controlling your flesh. Mm -hmm. You think of stuff and you do it You act it out through your flesh mm -hmm. Alright So we as we said before are wicked Now these are the thoughts that we have In our heads This this, this adds on to what Christ brought out In Matthew 5.19 This adds on to it Alright read, read that for me 15.19 but yeah, yeah. Um, Now the works of the flesh Are manifest which are these Adultery, fornication Uncleanness, lasciviousness Idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So the scriptures is breaking it down to us that 
look, this is these are the things that men are into. Mm-hmm. These are the things that's defiling men. And without the law, how are you going to know what you're doing that's that's wrong? Mm-hmm. How are you going to have any type of clue to know these are the things I need to correct? You got some people out here today that are uh, pedophiles, and, and there's some people really think there's, there's nothing wrong with it because why are they still doing it? And what's to govern them and tell them that that's wrong? Just like the homosexuals, men sleeping with men, and like we talked about last week, they say the Lord knows my heart, so in their mind, they ain't doing nothing wrong. And what about some of these churches? Um, you got a lot of people in these churches. We were talking about it before we even got on air. You know, you got some people going to church, um, not really understanding what adultery and fornication is, or maybe don't even want to understand it. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, got a man at home or got a woman at home, but yet having sex, you know, outside that union. Exactly. And and think it's okay. And then go to church and speak in tongues and pay your tithes, and you think you're going to make it to the kingdom of heaven by operating this way. Exactly. When the scriptures tell you, you know, they give us instructions on how to walk in Christ. But a lot of these churches are set up so you're not really, you're not keeping the law. You're just getting caught up into 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 um and other things like speaking in tongues and giving tithes and the chorus and they read a scripture or two but then they really you know mm-hmm. just basically just saying things off the top of their head lip service yeah you know so give me Galatians I mean Ephesians uh, two and three mm-hmm. because what we have to get an understanding of is that there's things that. See, we we really have to look at us as a, as the creation of God, and try to get an understanding of how we think and how we operate as human beings. Because we have to deal with ourselves first, and we really have to take a deep look at the man in the mirror. Mm-hmm. The man in the mirror. The scriptures have shown us. The scriptures is painting the picture. The man in the mirror is evil. The man in the mirror is a sinner. The man in the mirror has evil desires. And the Bible highlights those those desires as being evil. It's showing you what you need to correct. Mm-hmm. Now, if you take the Bible and you put the Bible aside, or you take the commandments of God and put it aside, then you're going to be doing all types of wickedness and justifying yourselves because that's how the flesh operates. You're going to walk in sin and look for reasons to justify your actions, to say that they're okay. Mm-hmm. We know because we know from experience. We know from experience. That's right. <laughs> we did things that's evil. Mm-hmm. And we tried to find ways to justify it, but when you got the scriptures and you got the law painting that line, uh, to so to speak, putting that line in the sand, saying, look, you can't cross that line. Mm-hmm. This is the line you can't cross. And this is how you deal with that issue on not crossing that line. And if you stumble, this is how you get back up and you make sure you don't cross that line again. We have the Bible directing us and showing us that. So if a man don't have the scriptures, what is he doing? And these churches today are not teaching repentance because a lot of people, it's like a revolving door of sin, like sin on top of sin on top of sin. And they're not really looking at, they're just looking at Jesus Christ as being that blood sacrifice to be forgiven. Mm -hmm. So they hide behind the blood of Christ by having a license to sin and to continue sinning. Because they, they say that only Christ can do it. We can't do it. So they hide behind the blood of Christ by saying that. But there is no shortcut to the kingdom. 
That's why we read these instructions that God gave us so we can make it into the kingdom, you know, through Christ. So if we look at the scriptures, too, we look at uh, the Israelites. The Most High brought them into a cardinal kingdom on the earth, mm -hmm. a land that was flowing with milk, uh, a land that was flowing with milk and honey. Mm -hmm. And because they were wicked and were not abiding by his law, the land was becoming defiled and he had to remove them and brought them into captivity, as the scripture says. Mm-hmm. Now, Christ came and died for their sins, so now you're saying that people are trying to say that now they can do things contrary to the law, <laughs> and God is going to give them a heavenly kingdom wow. where there's no stealing, no killing. no. If the kingdom says, because like the scripture you pulled out where it says, uh, um, you had pulled out the scripture last week in Matthews where it talks about um, where your treasures is, there's your heart is also. Yeah. And it talks about... Um, um, put treasures in heaven where thieves neither break through or steal, because in the kingdom there's going to be no stealing, exactly. there's going to be no robbing, exactly. There's going to be no hatred and killing and all that. So now God is going to bring you a man on the earth who still has that spirit of fornication in him, who who might still have that that spirit of stealing on him, and put you into that kingdom where there's supposed to be no stealing and killing and all that. Does that make any sense? It makes absolutely no sense. Could I pull out a scripture, or you want to no, read yeah. this first? Um, either or. Yeah, let, let me pull this out real quick. We, we could always come back to that. All right. Let, let me go to um, Romans real quick. I'm, pro I'm probably going to go back to this scripture later on if we have time, because I want to make a couple points with this scripture I want to go into, because it's going to kind of bring out what the topic is going into today. And I don't want to jump ahead, and but I'm pretty sure we're going to go into other parts of this scripture, what I'm going to read here later on. But I still, I got to go to this because we keep talking about over and over. Uh, Romans chapter 7, start at verse, uh, we're going to read verse 5 down to 8. And it's going to explain basically what the topic today is really going into. So uh, Romans chapter 7, start at verse 5. All right, well, Romans 7 and 5. Mm -hmm. For when we were in the flesh, the motions of the flesh, which are by the law. No, which, read that again. Verse 5. For when we were in the flesh, mm -hmm. the motions of sin, mm -hmm. which were by the law, did work in our members to bring forth fruits unto death. Yeah, so <laughs> we just read in Galatians what the flesh was. The motions of sin mean the members of your body, your fleshly body. Mm -hmm. We gave a couple examples of you know, those that uh, we was talking about those in the church and, and, and certain churches are not really teaching repentance and they think they can hide behind the blood of Christ, not understanding that their members are still members of sin. Their emotions, they're still walking in the flesh. They're still committing adultery. They're still committing idolatry. They're still committing fornication and all these things in their members, in their body. Exactly. And they're contrary to the most high. You know what I mean? So it says, for when we were in the flesh, the motions of sins, because this is Paul speaking. He was putting himself in that category, you know what I mean? And which were by the law, did work in our members to bring forth fruit to death because the wages of sin is death. I want to make this point too. Uh, mm -hmm. For motion, when you look up the, the number there, it says passions. Mm -hmm. So the passions, basically the desires that we have that's contrary to God. You know, so our passions uh, worked, worked in our members. Which brought forth the fruits of death, meaning un was doing unrighteous works. Matter of fact, go. There's a precept there. It says uh, Romans chapter six, verse 
21, but I want you to start at verse uh, verse 19 real quick, since we're already there. Read that. Read Romans 6 and 19. Romans 6, 19. Yeah. I speak after the manner of men, because of the infirmities of your flesh. Remember, we, we just went to that word infirmity in the Apocrypha, talking yeah. about infirmity. Exactly. It's going right back into that sickness you have in your flesh. Exactly. You know, we are sick. When you commit a murder, you're sick when you're on drugs. You're sick when you commit adultery and fornication. That's your infirmity. You're sick. Exactly. Read on. It says, I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmities of the flesh. For as ye have yield your members servants to uncleanness and to iniquity unto iniquity, even so now yield your members servants to righteousness unto holiness. Yeah, so if you were a fornicator committing fornication, right? And you was a homosexual, a man sleeping with a man, or committing bestiality. If you were committing such acts, selling drugs, you know, being a pimp, whatever the case may be, whatever whatever category you fell into, right? If you were committing that, now how do you do the opposite of that? That means you don't do that no more. So now you were a servant to that. You was a slave to the rhythm on committing such wickedness. Now you got to get rid of that wickedness, become a new man now, and be a servant to the Most High God by doing the opposite of that now. You can't be sick no more. But how can you do that without having a guide, a guideline? Because it says, exactly. I'm going to read 19 again, it says, mm-hmm. I speak after the manner of a man because of the infirmities of your flesh. Mm-hmm. For as ye have you, your members, servants to uncleanness and to iniquity unto iniquity, so when we look at that, the Bible using this word of, of iniquity unto iniquity, mm-hmm. what does it mean? What does iniquity mean? Iniquity means sin. And what is sin? A transgression of the law. So so when it's saying as you were servants to iniquity, you was a servant to going contrary and against the laws of God. Mm-hmm. So when it talks about you was in uncleanness, uncleanness means you was Breaking the commandments of God. Mm-hmm. So if you t- so, how can you say that the commandments are no longer around? And how can you be a servant of iniquity if there's no commandments? Exactly. So there the has point. to be commandments that you have to be learning to walk in. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And if you don't have commandments that you learn to walk in, then you're, you're not servant. dealing with the Bible. You're yeah. not even dealing with Christ or nothing. You're a servant of iniquity because you don't have no guideline. Mm-hmm. And you're basically blind. You're walking around here like a blind man. Yeah. Trying to say you're a servant of Christ. That that doesn't make any sense. Let's keep reading because it's going to bring out everything you're saying. Read verse 20. Verse 20. Mm-hmm. For when you were the servants of sin, you were free from righteousness. Yeah. See, you were free from righteousness because you were committing. You were you was in bondage to sin. That was that was what you were serving. You were serving sin. You were serving murder, idolatry. Fornication. That was you. That's what you were serving. So you were free from the law because you didn't have the law. You wasn't a servant to the law. Right. But read on. So you was just going with the the desires of passions, your flesh, the passions of your flesh. Yeah, your infirmities. Yeah, because the scripture showed us when we read in Ezra that these passions are in every man. It's, mm-hmm. it's in our. It's in the root of man. Exactly. They have these evil desires, and you had nothing to tame you from the, those evil desires. Mm-hmm. Read verse twenty-one. All right, verse 21. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Romans 6, 21. What fruit had ye then in those things whereof ye are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. See, the end of those things is death. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. You can't walk 
and continue walking in that way because the end results of it is damnation, meaning death. You're going to die. So you just can't hide behind the blood of Christ. There is an action behind the blood of Christ. That's why scriptures say faith come by hearing and the hearing by the word of God. Because once you hear thou shalt not steal, guess what? Now you got to apply it. Mm-hmm. So your faith is the word of God saying thou shalt not steal. But now you got to apply not stealing. So where's your faith at again? And um, Paul made an interesting uh, comment in the scripture too, because he said those things that you are now ashamed. Exactly. So when we look at the law and we look mm-hmm. at our actions that we used to do, mm-hmm. or that we're in doing, mm-hmm. you know, when we first get the understanding, we end these things, mm-hmm. and we look at what God says that God wrote these things with His own hands, and He's telling us this, and we know that God see all things, and we see ourselves doing it. Exactly. We are supposed to feel ashamed. We're not just supposed to feel like, well, Christ um, did it, so I don't have to do it and continue in those things. The scripture mm-hmm. said, no, we're supposed to feel ashamed. Exactly. That's shame, man, is supposed to cover us. Exactly. Read verse 22. Okay, verse 22. But now being made free from sin and become a servant to God, ye have your fruits unto holiness and the end everlasting life. Read on. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And that's the whole point. The whole point is that he gave us a second chance to repent of this madness. We wouldn't be here today if we didn't repent. Mm-hmm. Our, our wages of the sins that we were committing out in the world, we're supposed to be put to death. You know what I mean? So, But now through the blood of Christ, we got a second chance to now examine ourselves and to now look back and be ashamed of that man. And we create that new man through Christ now. So go back to Romans 7, and we're going to read, read, uh, read verse 5 and 6 together. All right. Romans chapter 7, verse 5. Yeah. For when we were in the flesh, the motion of sins, which were by the law. So we knew by the law what the motions of sins were. Exactly. That's what the scripture is saying. Read on. Did work in our members to bring forth fruits unto death. So we knew that committing murder, the result and the judgment of it was going to be what, brother? Death. Death, because the law said that. Read, read on. But now we are delivered from the law. Wait, 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 wait. Stop there. But now we are delivered from the law. So that means the law says don't commit fornication. That means we can commit fornication? No. That's not what that's saying right there. No. So does that mean that the Passover came, you know, unleavened bread came, Feast of Unleavened Bread came, Pentecost came? Does that mean now we're delivered from that? We have to keep those days no more? No. That's not what that scripture is saying. But that's what the churches is saying is saying. Because they don't understand. Because they don't understand what is being read right here. Read again verse uh, 6 all the way through. But now we are delivered from the law, that being dead wherein we were held, that we should serve in newness of spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. Because death came through that first covenant that we received. Exactly. For the for the sins that we were committing, that was the murder, the fornications and all that, and people kidnapping people and selling people, that was death. The judgment of that was death, but now Christ came and delivered you from that law of death. That's what that's saying. Because he's the one that took the death. Exactly. He took it for us. Exactly. So now, reverse 7 now. Come on, this is the icing on the cake. Now, reverse 7. What shall we say then? 
Is the law sin? Now, those people out there that are always teaching that, yo, the Old Testament is done away with. We're no longer keeping the law. Wait, 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 wait. But that's not what we're reading right here. What shall we say then? Is the law sin? So that's a question. Read on. Um, God forbid. Meaning no. Read on. Nay. Nay. Meaning he's saying no twice. Yeah. Letting you know, no, the law is not done away with. Period. Read on. I had not known sin. So this is what he's saying. I wouldn't even had known sin. Read on. But by the law. But I had to check the law to see what I was committing, making sure I was in line. So we need that to keep us focused and to instruct us in morals in the scriptures. Exactly. Read on. For I had not known lust, <laughs> except the law had said, thou shalt not covet. So if I didn't have the law, I wouldn't even know what it was to covet. That's why a lot of people are coveting after everything in life, trying to keep up with the Joneses. Everyone's trying to have the, the, the flyest chick in town. Everyone's trying to have the flyest car, the, the nicest house, you know, the best diamonds. Come on, man. Everyone's coveting after everything. The best job, you know what I mean? Come on, man. So now a lot of people's not understanding we need the law so you don't get caught up in the hype, you know? Read on verse 8, and I'm going to give it back to you. Right. But sin taking occasion by the commandments, Wrought in me all manner of concupiscence. Concupiscence. Yeah, okay. concupiscence. Mm -hmm. For without the law, sin was dead. Yeah, so, but sin taken occasion by the commandment, meaning the commandment let me know when I was sinning, wrought in me all manner of concupiscence because now I looked at the law and said, you know what? Darn, I got a lot of lust in me. Exactly. I'm not right. So how do I get right? You need that law in order to examine yourself to be right. So it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't the law that was wicked or evil. It was the individual, excuse me, when he read the law and seen the law, it's the lust inside of you. You're the one that's wicked. It ain't the law that's wicked. Yeah, exactly. It's you examine yourself by the measurements of the law. Yeah. How 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 else are you gonna know that the that the that the hatred you're bearing isn't right? Exactly. How else are you gonna know that the anger that you have isn't right? Mm-hmm. How does he know that the fornication you're committing isn't right if you take the law and you put it to the side? And then you wonder why society is so wicked. Mm -hmm. Society's wicked because the children, as when the when the the criminals, the grown men you got there that was that's criminals, when they were young men, instead of them being sitting down and being told what was right and what was wrong, they were not being told these things. Mm -mm. To this day, they're not being told these things unless they're learning. You know, from somebody that's teaching the Bible properly. Mm -hmm. You know, so when they're growing up as a as an older man, what they what 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 are they being told about the commandments of God? Not a darn thing, man. They don't even understand what it means to be a father. They don't even understand what it means to be a husband. They don't even know what fornication actually is. There's a lot of people living in fornication, think they are right. God, I didn't get married. I don't have no ring on my finger. Mm. You hear it on TV all the time. You know, you hear it everywhere you go. Mm -hmm. uh, young women are being told like uh, one one uh, person I like to bring out all the time is that uh, Wendy Williams crap. Wendy Williams. <laughs> you have women calling her up for advice, and what she said, she'll tell uh, a young woman talking about she's going to get married to this man, and she'll ask her, "How old are you?" You know, if she's a if she's at an age that she feels is young, she'll tell her, "No, don't do it." 
Have fun. Go out and, you know, sample other men. Be with different men. You're too young to get married. You're too young to be tied down. Exactly. So she's basically telling the person to go out and commit fornication. Mm-hmm. And then when you get when you see the feedback of the audience, the listening audience is all in agreement with her. Exactly. Why? Because they do not have the moral guidance of the commandments of God. And what are they doing? They're doing things that are evil in the sight of God. They're sinning against God and don't have a clue. Basically, they think they're doing nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. To them, they're doing nothing wrong. And, and it's a sad thing. That's why we need these laws. These laws have to be brought back into society. Whether society accepted or not, that's what we're going to be judged by. That's why crime is at an all-time high. Every day you turn on your news, radio, you know, television, whatever, you'll see that if we had a law, crime wouldn't be crime. Yeah, yeah. And really, these this, these things should be taught in school. All right, let's go to um, go back to Ephesians. Right. Ephesians 2 and verse 2. Um, matter of fact, start at 1. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. And you have he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. So we were in sins. We don't. We didn't know what righteousness was no. at one time. Mm-mm. So he gave us understanding and died for us and gave us a chance to uh, repent and cleanse ourselves of all, the, of all the evil we were doing. Mm-hmm. All right, read on. Where in time past ye walked according to the course of this world. So the whole world is in this vibration. Because the whole world don't know God. Mm-hmm. You know? According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Yeah, the power that the God of the power of the air is talking about Satan. Mm-hmm. We are walking according to the will of Satan. All right, we know. Among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Now, when you look at that verse, verse 3, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, mm-hmm. fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. So the desires of our flesh and the desires of our mind is to walk in covetousness. It's to walk in lust. Mm-hmm. Those are the desires of our minds. And without God, without Christ and the law, we're going to go out and we're going to fulfill those desires. So when you look at people talking about there's no need for the law, these are people that want to just go out and want to continue to fulfill the desires of their flesh. I want to add to that. It's like a child. When, when, when you know when a child, like they call it terrible twos or whatever, when a child is in their terrible two stage and they're constantly touching stuff they shouldn't touch, they're constantly taking things, putting it in their mouth, they're constantly like you know the saying that you know that everyone uses about you know the stove is hot, don't touch the stove is hot, mm-hmm. and the kid want to try to touch the stove and you spank his hand or you or you move his hand or move him away from it. After a while, the child should know better not to touch it because it's hot. Yeah. But naturally, it don't know better. You know what I'm saying? You got to train that child to, to do the right things. You got to train that child. So it's the same thing with a grown-up. A grown-up is just another imitation, well, another another uh, example of a child. It's like a grown child. 
It was like you need someone to tell you not to touch the stove because it's hot. You need that or you're going to burn your hand. You need someone to tell you as a child, look both ways before you cross the street. Because a child naturally is not looking both ways, brother. They're just going to walk right into the street and get hit by a car and die. So it's like telling an adult the same thing. You got to look both ways before you cross the street. So in other words, guess what? You got to marry one wife, brother, and just be with that one woman. Stop sleeping around with these other women. It's the same thing as look both ways before you cross the street. Yeah. You know, but they don't want to look at it like that. They still want to be children. They don't want to grow up to be men and women in Christ. They just want to be left alone and just let them run off. And by net nature, like that, the end of the scripture, and we're by nature the children of wrath, even as others, because they want to be the children of, of wrath by nature. Because by nature, it's normal for them to do these things we said like a child, but then you need a father and mother to guide you. And that's what these scriptures are, that father and mother to us, but we know as a father to us, like the scripture says. And we need those instructions. Exactly, exactly. Right, let's read, let's look at a, a one more verse dealing with the same topic. Mm -hmm. uh, in Ephesians 4, 17. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of of their minds. So in the vanity of their minds means whatever their minds come up with, whatever madness their minds come up with, that's what they walk in because they have no guidance. They have no laws. They have no restrictions. <laughs> and that's how everybody's going to walk if you if you bring up the philosophy like, look, the laws are done away with. We yeah. don't need these laws. Then what you're going to do? You're going to be walking in the vanity of your mind. All right, read on. Verse 18. Having to understand and darken. Because you don't understand what's wrong. What's wrong with sleeping with another man? What's wrong with, with, with sleeping with my aunt? What's wrong with sleeping with, my, with this person? What's wrong with doing this? What's wrong with having a wife and sleeping with another woman? Yeah, what's wrong she with wanna, that? She want to give it to me. Your understanding is darkened. Mm -hmm. You know? Being, being alienated um, from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them. Because of the blindness of their hearts. Yeah, their heart, their mind is blind and they're being alienated from God. You don't know God. How are you going to know God? You have to know how to please God. The only way you're going to know how to please God is by knowing what he likes and what he dislikes. How are you going to know that? Mm -hmm. Let's, um, one more scripture before we take the break. Right. Uh, Psalms 119 and 9. And when we come back, we want to deal with uh, did Christ do away with the law? And what exactly did Christ come to do concerning the law? Excuse me. Psalms 119 and 9. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word? So how is a young man that come to serve God or come to be want to be righteous is going to clean his ways? The scriptures tell us by taking heed according to thy word. So that's what the word is for. That's how you clean yourselves up from your filthiness, mm -hmm. by taking heed according to thy word. All right, with that, we're going to take a quick promo break, and then we'll be back to discuss the topic that a lot of people like to throw out, that our Lord and Savior Christ came and died for our sins, and he did away with the law. We don't have to do it no more. That's what we want to examine as we, when we come back. This is the Body of Christ Church, 
inviting you to listen to our new program, From Darkness to Light, where we examine and reprove spiritual wickedness in today's world. The show airs every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. So remember the words written in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 18, but the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. you to continue your studies with us by attending our weekly Sabbath class. Our Sabbath classes are taught every Saturday afternoon beginning at 4.30 p.m. If you'd like directions, please call us at 877-871-1712. That number once again is 877-871-1712. Now back to today's show. Brothers from the Body of Christ Church welcome you to listen to our show, Are You Smarter Than Your Pastor, airing every Tuesday evening at 8 p.m. In these difficult times, we often look to spiritual leaders for guidance and instruction in our lives. As Christians, followers of Christ, should these leaders speak from their mind or from what is written based on the Word of God? This show will examine things said by men and women claiming to be God's ministers to reveal whether or not they are speaking God's word and doing his will. 1 Peter 4 verse 11. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. We hope you tune in and listen to our show. Thank you. people that Christ did not do it with the law, but um, 
the Christian world, the so-called Christian world, like to use the same scriptures to say that. I don't know how they uh, their understanding is, but the Lord is saying that he did not do away with it, but their understanding is, is that he fulfilled it, meaning that being that he did it, we don't have to do it no more. So let's examine the scripture to see, is that is that what the scripture is saying, that he did it, we don't have to do it no more? So that's what we want to open it back up with, with uh, Matthews 5, 17. Read that for me, brother, please. Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy. Right. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. so far, it's a clear-cut statement. He said, think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. So that's really the Old Testament right there, the law uh, or the prophecies, the prophets, what the prophets wrote mm -hmm. about, you know, Israel being gathered back up, set up as kings and rulers of this earth and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. He's saying he didn't do away with none of that. Mm -hmm. He said, think not that I am come to destroy the law. Meaning, mm -hmm. think not, meaning don't let it be in your mind. Yeah, don't even think about that. Yeah. He said, all the prophets, things that were prophesied. Mm -hmm. I am not come to destroy. Now, this is where everybody falls off the bandwagon. They fall off the horse right here. But to fulfill. Mm -hmm. So the statement was already made that he didn't come to destroy it. So how does but to fulfill reverses that statement to say that you don't have to do it? Because that's what I know I spoke to many people. Yeah, a lot of people say the same thing, too, to me. So I hear you. So let's see. Let's try to see if we can bring some understanding on what does he mean to fulfill. Because when you look at the word, right, when you use the senses that the Most High gave you to understand and to look, use the eyes that you have and look at the word fulfill in this particular context that is being used here. If you look in the stars, they'll tell you to make complete. Mm -hmm. So how did Christ come and make the law complete? Obviously, there was something in the law that was incomplete. Mm -hmm. is, it, you know, is it fair to say that? Yes. So let's, let's check that out. Let's go to um, Hebrews 9 chapter. Hebrews the ninth chapter. What in the law could have been possibly incomplete? Start at verse um start at verse eight. Hebrews chapter nine, verse eight. The the Holy Ghost is signifying that the way into the holy holiest of all was not yet made manifest while as the first tabernacle was yet standing. So when the first tabernacle was standing the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest. So that wasn't given yet. And what does it mean to be the holiest of all, the way into the holiest of all? What is that talking about, the holiest of all? The, whole, the holiest of all, when you, when you read the Old Testament, there was a place known as the holiest of all or the holiest of holy mm -hmm. where the high priest would enter in and do sacrifices for the sins of the people to cleanse the people of their sins. Mm -hmm. So Christ has shown, shown us right here through Paul that the way for us to be cleansed of our sin wasn't actually made manifest at that time. Which, what, what, what did they use to cleanse themselves of sins at that time? Sacrifices uh, of the bulls and lambs and goats and all that and, and, and the sprinkling of the blood and all that. 
So that wasn't really made known to us on how we were going to cleanse ourselves. That was something that was just there temporarily. It's just like you getting in, um, let's say, let me see, uh, a good example is a, a man gets engaged to a woman, and he doesn't have money at the time. You know, he's in school, he doesn't have money yet, and he gives her like a, a, a ring, a key ring, put a key ring on her finger. <laughs> he said, baby, this is meant for now. Mm-hmm. When I, you know, graduate and get my job, I'm going to give you a real engaged ring, and I'm going to give you the wedding ring. Yeah, I'm going to give you the real deal. I'm going to give you the real deal. Mm-hmm. So in time, he's going to take that off and put the real thing there. That's right. So that's just something that was there temporarily. Well, let's let's read that scripture. Let's let's see what it's saying. Let's get a clear understanding on it. Read verse 8 again? Yeah. Read 8 down to um, Hebrews chapter um, 9, verse 8. The Holy, the Holy Ghost this signifying that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest while as the first tabernacle was yet standing, which was a figure for the time then present. Which was a figure for the time then present. That's just like what I was saying. You you have a key ring on your finger. That's a figure for that time of what a, your engagement ring is. Mm-hmm. And when your true engagement ring comes, that's moved out of the way and the true one is put on, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's just a figure. Mm-hmm. What was being done then was just a figure for that time or what they were using. Mm-hmm. To cleanse them of their sins, for one, and there's more than that. When you read on, there's more than just cleansing of the sins. Exactly. In which were offered both gifts and sacrifices that could not make him that did the service perfect as pertaining to the conscience. Keep going. Yeah. Which stood only in meats and drinks and divers washings and cardinal ordinances imposed on them until the time of reformation. So. It's naming a lot of stuff here, man. Which stood only in meats and drinks and mm-hmm. diverse washing. And cardinal ordinances. What's that on top of cardinal ordinances? There's a, there's a precept number four, and then it reads rites or ceremonies. So there was there was also ceremonies that was just temporarily done until Christ that would be fulfilled, which is the word it used in Matthew that would be fulfilled in Christ. Mm-hmm. Not saying that it has nothing to do with the laws being done away with. It's not. It has nothing to do with the. Uh, the high holy days been done done away with, but there were certain mm-hmm. customs that was there that was temporary. Mm-hmm. The killing of goats and animals was temporary. Mm-hmm. So when it's talking about he came to fulfill, he came to make the, the whole law complete and bring us the clear understanding on how we please God. Exactly, and then when you look at meats and drinks, because a lot of people, a lot of people always focus on just the sacrifice itself, but as far as the animal sacrifices, but you got the drink offerings too. Yeah, there were drink offerings, drink offerings given with the meat offerings. Offers also diverse washings uh, when they when they also did uh, things as far as when people had uh, leprosy. Uh, when you came across a dead body, you know you you had to you had to get the ashes and remember they took the ha- ashes of a, a red heifer. Mm-hmm. Um, it had to come together with water of separation and cleanse you, you know, when you come across a dead body or anything like that. So yeah. all that was a figure for then. Exactly. And then you got when you said the cardinal ordinances go right back to you go back to Levitical uh, uh, priesthood. You know, we ain't gonna have time to read it now, probably because we want to move on. But it depends if we have time. But it talks about also Levitical priesthood, about Christ didn't come out of the Levitical priesthood. There was exactly. another priest that was coming exactly. out of Judah. So even even the Levites was something that was there then, temporarily. Temporarily. So even that 10% that was given to these churches 
that are taking a 10 now, but to the church back then in the first covenant, that was temporarily that 10% that was given for the church because for the Levites that was doing the office of the priest. Exactly. That was temporary. And to the time of Reformation when the true tabernacle was coming. Even the temple. Even the temple. The temple was temporarily. <laughs> yeah. Who's the temple now? Us. In Christ. We're the temple. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that whole thing was a temporary thing that had to be fulfilled. Christ had to make the thing complete. Yeah. Just like the whole lamb, cooking the whole lamb, um, you know, with everything in it. Yeah. All that was temporary because who's the lamb now? Our Lord and Savior Christ. Yeah. He's, he's the true lamb. So the tabernacle, dwelling in booths. Do we dwell in booths now? We are the booths. We are the temple. Yeah. So it was, you know, it was a time for a reform. It was a time then. And now, just like the unleavened bread, removing other the bread in the you know out of your home. What's the leaven now? What's the what's the unleavened? You you know you see what I'm saying? What's the leaven now to remove that leaven? I Meaning the like, wickedness. Yeah, the sins. Yeah, so it was a time then, but now there's something new that's more spiritual through Jesus Christ that we gotta now listen to Him and follow follow Him. Let's go to a quick scripture. I, yeah. I want to come back and read some more on that. Mm-hmm. Let's go to um, Leviticus four. Alright. I just want to pull an example of how that old covenant was working. Like Leviticus four. Um read verse one down to three. Leviticus chapter four, verse one. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speaking to the children of Israel, saying, If a soul shall sin through ignorance against any of the commandments of the Lord concerning things which ought not to be done, and shall do against any of them. If the priest that is anointed do sin according to the sin of the people, then let him bring forth his sin, which he have sinned, a young bullock without blemish unto the Lord for a sin offering. So you're saying that now, the reason I read that one especially because it shows you that even if you are sinning ignorance, that's right, that you're hold accountable. Because a lot of people sometimes, like in, in, in modern society, people will act, they act like they don't want to know the truth. Because they feel that if they don't know, they're not going to be held accountable. Mm-hmm. But you have to open up your eyes and read and learn what you have to do to be right in the eyes of God. But but uh, also I read when that scripture because it showed a priest sinning and what he had to do to be cleansed of his sin. He had to bring a young bullock. Mm-hmm. But now that Christ came and made the law complete, he doesn't have to bring a young bullock. He has to repent through the blood of Christ. All right? Mm-hmm. That's why we're gonna read we're gonna continue to read this in um in um the eighth chapter. I mean the ninth chapter. No, no, no. I want something else you want to do. Yeah, I, I wanna stay in the same chapter real quick, Leviticus four. Read verse twenty two and twenty three. Okay, Leviticus four twenty two. Mm-hmm. When a ruler has sinned and done somewhat through ignorance against any of the commandments of the Lord, his God concerning things which should not be done, and is guilty. Or if his sin wherein he has sinned come to his knowledge, he shall bring his offering, a kid of the goats, a male without blemish. Yeah, stop there for a minute. Because, yeah, you might commit a sin that you didn't realize you committed. Mm -hmm. But then later on, it'll come to your mind that, wow, because you just learned that, yo, that was a sin you committed. Or or someone could have came up to you and, and told you and put you on to the sin that you were committing. Something real simple like we try to teach these people today about idolatry and serving serving Christmas and Thanksgiving. Something real simple and showing them that these are all um, 
idols that you're worshiping, okay? And these ceremony and rites through Christmas and Thanksgiving and all that is in honor of the sun god, you know? And, and explain it to them. Something real simple. You might not know you, you, you committing idolatry. You know, just like the homosexuals, man sleeping with a man, in their heart they feel like, I'm okay. And then we read the scriptures to them and show them. And then now they're like, wow. You know, a drug dealer selling drugs, and they stop selling drugs. So you didn't really know you were sinning. Some people really don't know, man. Yeah. So now it comes to their knowledge. So when you read verse 23, read verse 23 again. Or well, if he sin wherein he has or if his sin wherein he has sinned come to his knowledge, he shall bring his offering, a kid of the goat, a male without blemish. So do, do we do that today? No, we don't. So who are we going to go to today? You go to, to the Most High through Christ. That's right, because Christ is that sacrifice now. Exactly. So th there's a change, you know, being fulfilled, being completed through Jesus Christ. But yet the motions of you committing that sin is the, the operation is still the same. Yeah. Jump down to verse. Let me let me okay. read. I want to read something in twenty two again. Yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. make a quick point in twenty two. Yeah, yeah. When a ruler has sinned and has done somewhat through ignorance against any of the commandments of the Lord, his God, concerning things which should not be done, and is guilty. Mm -hmm. The point I want to bring that he's doing this in ignorance, but is he innocent because nah, he's in ignorance? He's still guilty. He's still guilty. So mm -hmm. that don't mean that. Brothers are telling you that you can't sleep around and commit fornication, and you holding your ears. You don't want to hear. You're gonna be innocent because you didn't know. You didn't hear. Because mm -hmm. that's how people try to act. They try to act like, yo, I don't want to look. Don't show me the Bible. Put the Bible away. I don't want to look. I don't want to look. Yeah. Well, whether you look or not, you're still guilty of sin. Exactly. Exactly. Matter <laughs> of fact, in that scripture right there, in verse 22, it talks about a ruler. So that this is really. This law is going to someone that's a king. Yeah. All right. But jump down to verse 27. I'm going to give it back to you. Verse 27. Who's this talking about? Verse 27. If any one of the common people sin through ignorance. So any other regular folk, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everyday folk. First, when we read earlier, we read about the priest committing a sin. Yeah, yeah. Now we read about a ruler committing a sin. Now we're going to the common everyday folk. So it don't matter. There's no one discriminating here. It's, it's all the same thing. Read it again, verse 27. And, and if any one of the common people sin through ignorance, while he does somewhat against any of the commandments of the Lord concerning things which ought not to be done, and be guilty. And be guilty. Right back to it again. You're still going to be guilty, read on. Or if his sin which he has sinned Come to his knowledge, then he shall bring his offering, a kid of the goat, a female without blemish for his sin, which he has sinned. So that's the whole point. But now we go through Jesus Christ now. He's our offering. That's who we turn to now. So the sacrifice part, as far as the animals are done away with, mm -hmm. but now it's reconciled through Jesus Christ. But the operation thereof, of you committing that sin, and you had no knowledge of and now you got knowledge, that part is still the same. Yeah. He didn't do away with that part. That's so all I want to read. Uh, yeah. Go to Galatians 3.19. 3, all right. Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 19. And it reads, Wherefore then serveth the law, it was added because of transgressions. 
till the seed should come to whom the promise was made. And it was ordained by angels in the hand of the mediator. So it says, wherefore serve the Lord, it was added because of transgression. Mm-hmm. So what, what did we need for transgression if we went off? Oh, we need a sacrifice in order to be forgiven for our we sins. Need a sacrifice. Yeah. So that's what it's, it's not telling you why 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 you are keeping the commandments. Why you why you are why you you can still, you can go out and commit fornication. That's not what it's saying. It's not talking about why you keeping the commandments and not sinning. Yeah, it's not saying that. Like and, why are you why that's the old testament. Why are you messing with that? That's the old law. And people will read that and automatically assume that mm-hmm. look, man, it say why well, serve the law. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's telling you, look, you don't have to do sacrifices no more. All right? It was added because of transgression, and it was there until the seed should come, talking mm-hmm. about Christ. Mm-hmm. Until Christ came, and now we serve Christ. We repent through Christ. We keep the Passover through Christ. We keep the Feast of Tabernacle through Christ. Well, it's also going, well, when you read it, it's going to the seed of the children of Israel, receiving yeah. that promise, yeah. But yeah, true indeed. So it's letting us know that we got it ain't the law that's done away with. You know, hopefully the people will see that out there is just it's not talking about that. It's talking about that sacrifice part that was moved out of the way and Jesus Christ stood there. And the same thing what we said earlier about other things that came with it too. Yeah. Some of the cardinal ordinances that we're gonna read. We're gonna let's mm-hmm. go back, man. Let's go back to Hebrews and read some more on that. All right. Hebrews chapter nine. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 10 again. Or yeah, 9 yeah, and 10. Oh, yeah. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 9 and 10. Which was a figure for the time and present in which were offered both gifts and sacrifices that could not make him that did the service perfect as pertaining to the conscience, which stood only in meats and drinks and diverse washings and carnal ordinances imposed on them until the time of reformation. So the reformation is the restructuring, you know, now we have Christ and a lot of those things that we just read about, we don't have to do that no more. Mm-hmm. So when the scriptures talk about in Matthews that he came and fulfilled or made complete, yeah, he came and made it complete. Mm-hmm. And now we keep the commandments in Christ. Exactly. So it's not talking about that, look, the laws are done away with, because as we read in that scripture, it told you in that statement that he made that he didn't do away with the commandments. Mm-hmm. And uh, unless you got any more on that, I'm going to go back to Matthews and We'll go back to Matthews. That's fine. Matter of fact, yeah, matter of fact, before we go back, read a little more. Read, right. read down to uh, 12. All right, verse 11. Hebrews 9 11. But Christ being come a high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, not by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. So... He, the the place he's talking about, he enters just like the priest used to enter in the holies of the holy every year. Well, Christ entered into heaven, into heaven once, giving us eternal redemption, mm-hmm. eternal redemption for our sins. So we no longer have to uh, sacrifice animals, but that does not mean that we can continue to sin. Mm-hmm. That does not mean that, look, now he did it, we can sin. Because the scriptures tells us in the same book that we're not supposed to sin. It says if we sin willfully after that, we have, matter of fact, get that. Read that real quick and then we'll go back to Matthews. 
Oh, Hebrews uh, 6? No, not the one in 6. Get the one in... Um... Um, in 10, 10 and 26. Oh, okay. That one. Okay. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 26. For if we sin willfully after that we were, excuse me, I'll read it again. For if we sin willfully after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remain no more sacrifice for sin. So hold up. What is sin again? Transgression of the law. So if there's no law, how can we even sin? If there's no law, there is no sin. Exactly. It tells us that in the book of Romans. Mm -hmm. So obviously there has to be a law. Because again, to go with the topic that we had, does the law make sense? Does it make sense for society to have a law? Does it make sense for God to have a law that's saying, uh, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery? It won't make no sense if we got these laws and they ain't even using them. But just like we have the law that thou should not commit adultery, a lot of people see the sense in that, yeah, you ain't supposed to commit adultery. Mm -hmm. But what about the fourth commandment, which is keeping the Sabbath holy? Mm -hmm. Do people keep the Sabbath, which is the seventh day, which is Friday sundown and Saturday sundown holy? No. So even when we look at the Ten Commandments, they're not keeping the Ten Commandments. Or thou shalt not take the name of the Lord in vain, which means you ain't supposed to take the Lord, the name of the Lord in lies. Mm -hmm. Is people keeping that? <laughs> they they in idolatry like crazy. Yeah, All they, they doing Christmas. Is, Christmas is a lie. It's a lie. So you take the name, you breaking that commandment right there. Exactly. You breaking the first, second commandment right there. Mm -hmm. So you know, and and we let's let's not forget people. We read it in Exodus uh, that this that the commandments was written with the hands of God. He wrote that personally with his own hands. With his fingers, yep. With his own fingers. Mm -hmm. It came directly from heaven. Mm -hmm. We got to put these things to our heart, man. All right, go ahead. Read on. Oh, where, where you want me to read that? Oh, verse uh, verse twenty-seven. Yeah. All right. Hebrews. Read twenty-six again. All right. Hebrews ten twenty-six. For if we sin willfully after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remain no more sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries. Yeah. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. So yeah, there is a change in the law because if you committed adultery in the time of Moses, you would be put to death. Mm -hmm. But in Christ, if you have knowledge of the law, and you sin, you're not going to be put to death now. Mm -mm. But you can certainly be looking forward to uh, the judgment that's going to come in the second coming of Christ. You ain't going to come into the kingdom being an idolater or an uh, uh, adulterous man or adulterous woman because you know the law. The law tells you thou should not commit adultery. And this old this scripture is showing you that that's not done away with. But there was something I do want to. Uh, there's something I do want to say because, see, the Most High will give you mercy. See, in the time of Moses, you died right away once you was found guilty of committing such acts. Yeah. But now that that Christ came, see, a lot of people don't realize out here today, a lot of people are are committing idolatry, and serving you know idols. A lot of people are serving um, um, their own minds, like we said earlier, that natural man that that wants to be out here today. 
and and commit fornication and adultery and things like that. You know, the Most High is giving the mercy. Mm-hmm. But then after a while, enough is enough. The Most High say, you know what? The mercy is done with. Now I'm going to give you AIDS. The mercy is done with. Now I'm going to put you in jail for life. The mercy is done with. Now you're going to get shot in the head. You see? Mm-hmm. So you have mercy, but how much mercy before your mercy run out? I wouldn't play around with that. You know, I would quickly, you know what I'm saying, want to turn my life around so the most high can continue having mercy on me as I change my life. I just wanted to add that in there. Mm-hmm. Well, and also an individual could get away with that. You know, he could get away with certain things for a while, and mm-hmm. but when that judgment time comes, when Christ returns, exactly. don't think you're going to be entering into eternal life. You're not going to make it. That's what the scripture is about to show you. As we read on, it's going to, it's going to tell you that. I'm going to read uh, verse 28 again, Hebrews uh, 10, 28. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. Of how much sore punishment suppose ye shall he be thought worthy who have trodden underfoot the Son of God and have counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and have done despite unto the spirit of grace. So how do you do despite to the spirit of grace? Yeah, that's terrible, man. Because it's showing you that grace is for a reason. Mm-hmm. Grace is for a reason, and the reason we're given grace is so we can clean ourselves, we can get ourselves right. But if you don't clean yourselves and get yourselves right and work on getting yourselves right by following the word of God, by following his commandments in Christ, then you're doing the spite to the spirit of grace. You can't be calling yourself a so-called Christian and saying you're saved and putting the laws of God on the back burner, talking about Christ did it, we don't have to do it. It's 2,000 years old. It doesn't make any sense for us to keep something that's over 2,000 years old. Then you're going to find yourself doing despite to the spirit of grace. And that's uh, a place you don't want to be in. I know I don't want to be in that place. Well, it's real sad because I know I say this all the time when we read this scripture about it's like spitting in Christ's face, man. You know what I mean? And it's like... It's like you standing there, if you were present at the time where he was sacrificed, he was whipped upon, spit upon, scourged upon, and put on that, put on that, uh, you know, on that cross and and, and and die for our sins. And not for himself. Not for, exactly. Not for what he did. Exactly. You know, for our wicked ways and, and for him to, to die and, and cry and give up the ghost for us, wicked individuals, and yet you looked upon that. Like it wasn't worth nothing. That's an awful thing, man. There's nothing more awful than that. So now you turn around and you want to continue in your madness after you have mercy. You you looking upon that like, man, the hell with what he did. I'm still going to be a fornicator. I'm still going to be an idolater. You know what I'm saying? I'm still going to commit adultery. You're bugging out, man. You, you really done lost your mind. Saying he did it, I don't have to do it. Yeah. You know, that, that that's exactly what that scripture is saying, man. So now, you know, you really have to examine yourself and look at yourself and see, do I fall in this category on spitting in Christ's face, man? And looking at what he done, you know, like it wasn't nothing? Like it was no honor in it? Hmm. Okay. Let's go back to Matthew 17, uh, 5, 5, mm-hmm. 517. And finish that one out. All right. Matthew chapter 5 verse 17 Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets I am not come to destroy but to fulfill 
For verily I say unto you, to, he- to heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law, to all be fulfilled. So nothing in the law is done away with. Mm-hmm. It's just now it's, it's, it's kept in Christ. The law is being kept in Christ. Nothing is done away with. We, we cannot uh, b- go out and break the Sabbath and say Christ fulfilled it. We cannot go out and uh, steal. We can't go out and commit idolatry. You know, we can't go out and do these things. You, know, you do have grace in Christ if you, if you have a job and you have to work on the Sabbath. You do have grace in Christ, but you can't just go out and go to the store and do what, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Talking about Christ, uh, Christ did it. I don't have to do it. <laughs> it says, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the Lord to till all be fulfilled. And everything has not been fulfilled, by the way. Absolutely not. You know, Christ came. Yeah, that was a part of him fulfilling. Making the laws complete. Yeah, and, and giving you mercy. But it ain't completed yet because did he show up for judgment yet? Did 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 any other acts of the prophets, when you read the prophets, there's some of the things that haven't been fulfilled yet. Yeah, exactly. You know, that didn't take place yet. You know how he's going to come and gather his people from the four corners of the earth and bring us back to our land. And then it talks about how he's going to turn where the water was. He's going to turn to dry shroud to walk through some of these uh, waters again like he did in the time of Moses. Yeah. You know, none of these things took place. You know, so, nation, nation shall not learn war no more. Yeah, none of these. Yeah, exactly. None of these things has taken place yet. But yet, how how has everything been fulfilled? It hasn't. Hmm. You were gonna read verse nineteen. Yeah, yeah, read yeah. It. Verse nineteen. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments, and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them. The same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. The least in the kingdom of heaven don't mean you're going to be in the kingdom of heaven and, you know, just be looked upon uh, as a a lower, a lower level officer mm-hmm. while the other men are chief high priests or something. Mm-hmm. Least in the kingdom mean you're not going to enter in the kingdom. During the time of the kingdom, the least people that's going to be around are the ones that's going to be in, that's going to be cast into the lake of fire. Those are those are the ones that's going to be the least. Those that are cast into the lake of fire. Let me bring out a point where the second part says, "But whosoever shall do and teach them." What does it mean by "but whosoever shall do"? Do what and teach what? Yeah, that's the whole key point. Yeah, yeah. because when you read the top of it, "Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments" is talking about the commandments. The subject is talking about the commandments. All right, and it says. And shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of, of, of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. And that, before you, I don't mean to cut you off, mm-hmm. before you go on, isn't there people that's, uh, I can read that verse again. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so. Isn't there people doing that? They breaking it and teaching men yeah, to break it? Exactly. Like uh, the, the Christian churches is yeah. teaching that. One of the ladies we work with, um, yeah, Bob's tell her because we was telling her she's not supposed to eat unclean foods. Exactly. And her mom's was telling her, "Wear the devil for saying that." Yeah. Wear the devil, and you can eat what you want. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what she said. In Christ, you can eat what you want. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, in the scriptures, who told people that they can break the commandments of God and nothing's going to happen to them? Was it the devil telling them that? 
That's terrible, man. Or was the devil telling them to keep the commandments of God? The devil told them to eat from the fruit of the tree. It's the same thing. Yeah, he told them to go ahead and eat from the fruit of yeah. the forbidding tree that exactly. you're not supposed to do, which is you're not supposed to break the commandments. Mm-hmm. So he's, he, her mother telling her, you go ahead and eat that swine. It's all right. And if, if anyone tell you anything different, they're the devil. What? On the contrary. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Contrary. On the contrary. But not really understanding... Like we said, they're ignorant of God's knowledge and his righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness. You know, this is real sad because now, you know, how Satan did the okie doke. He turned everything the other way around, making it seem like he's righteous and the Lord is wicked. Yeah. Verse 19 again, it says, whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach Men so, mm-hmm. he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Well, don't you want to be great in the kingdom of heaven? Absolutely. So that means you want to teach what? Teach men to keep the commandments. Yeah, and but do- I want to be. I also want to do yeah, the commandments exactly. and want to teach men to exactly. keep the commandments. Exactly. So how are they done away with? How is it done away with? Read verse 20 real quick. Let's read verse 20. For I say unto you that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. So he's saying you will not enter into the kingdom of heaven when you read verse 20. So that makes the point that when it says you shall be called least in the kingdom That's of heaven. That's the whole point. That means you're not entering. But now think about if we if you sit here and think about some of the Pharisees and scribes, that's why people gotta read their Bible when you read some of these stories about the Pharisees and scribes. The Pharisees and scribes didn't show love towards the widows and the fatherless. Even though they were teaching the commandments. Yeah, they wasn't showing that love. So see, they even made their own doctrine, remember? With the washing of hands and the gifts to their father and mother and they could still yet disrespect them and show no honor to them. They, they were traditions of men being made up by Pharisees and the scribes, you see. So these 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 things that the Pharisees and scribes were doing weren't according to the law of God. So they're not going to make it to the kingdom of God, you see. And then some of the things they were teaching that was right according to God, because remember uh, Matthew 23 tell you that as they teach you, do as they teach you but not as they do because a lot of them were hypocrites they would teach certain things but yet do the opposite so that they weren't making it to the kingdom of god so that's what lease is going into and they were they they lacked the charity exactly charity they didn't have the the love of the people the love for the brothers and sisters Mm -hmm. you know the mercy and compassion so you know it wasn't a proper balance there so you know that's so that's the point man um does the law make sense as we say? Yes, it makes sense because God don't want us to hate our brothers. He doesn't want us to steal from our brothers. He doesn't want us to kill our brothers. And he doesn't want us to uh, treat our sisters like whores and harlots. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't want us doing these things. That's why he gave us commandments not to do these things. So it does make sense. I don't care how old it is. The laws are forever. So that statement about where well, it is, these commandments are over 2,000 years old. So what? <laughs> the, the world waxed wicked and more and more wicked. So the laws does make sense because it's a guidance for us on how to live righteously, how to treat one another righteously. That's what the commandments are about. That's why the scripture said the, the law wasn't made for the righteous, 
but for the for the sinner, mm-hmm. for the wicked, for the murderer, because mm-hmm. it shows them how to how to stay in line um, according to the commandments of God, and um, the laws in Christ makes the laws complete because it's all about a spiritual walk and not about cardinal ordinances, which we had a lot in the commandments of Moses. It's all about us doing the right things in the eyes of God and, and purging that leaven out of ourselves, which is the hatred and the variance and the things that the scriptures talk about as being the works of the flesh. These are the things we got to cleanse out of us. All right, you had um, anything else? I just want to read this uh, one scripture real quick. This is First uh, Timothy chapter 1. Since you said it, I want to read it. First Timothy chapter 1, verse 8. But we know that the law is good if a man use it lawfully. Knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly, for sinners, for un, for the um, unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, and for manslayers, the, uh, for whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, for, for men-stillers, for liars, for perjured persons, and if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine. And the sound doctrine is the word of God. If if you're doing anything that's contrary to the Bible, mm-hmm. that's what the law is there for. It's there to guide you back into the right path. That's why it says if there be anything contrary to sound doctrine, if you're doing anything that's contrary to the Bible, that's why we need the Bible, because the Bible is our guidance on how to be righteous, how to walk upright. And that's what we're going to be judged by. And if we're not walking according to sound doctrine, then we're not going to enter into eternal life. Exactly. All right. So uh, with that, if you ain't got anything else, we said thank you for tuning in and may the most high Christ bless you. We say shalom. Shalom. If you would like to contact us or learn more about the Body of Christ Church, you may do so by calling, emailing, or by visiting our website. Our telephone number is one eight seven seven eight seven one one seven one two. Our email address is bodyofchrist at ureach.com. Ureach is the letter U, followed by the word reach. So that's bodyofchrist at ureach.com. Our website, thebocc.com, contains our telephone number and email address, as well as audio and video biblical lessons and other information geared toward edification in repentance and good works. Again, our website address is the DOCC.com, so please feel free to connect with us today. Geico presents sharing versus oversharing. Today, Bridget Griffin shared a video of her daily yoga routine, two self-help articles, and her new blog called Build Your Inner Bridge with Bridge. Girl, your sharing is turned into oversharing. No worries, Bridge. Geico has some info worth sharing with your seven blog followers, like how you could save money on your car insurance, update your policy, and report a claim just by visiting geico.com. How's that for building your inner bridge? Bridge, Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance.